thank you for joining us for our inaugural episode of Red String Theories. Oh man, this was a brainchild and looks like it's going to be so much fun and I cannot wait to get into some of these theories as we discuss all those great ideas that we had and see how they come to fruition or talk about how we think they're going to come to fruition, how we how we want them to show up. And this will be the perfect opportunity for us to say, well, in the comics, this is what happened. So this is how they should do it. Um, as we sat through and did our reviews and uh, research on WandaVision, we came across a lot of different things that were there and we started going down rabbit holes ourselves. I mean, a la Senor Scratchy. Uh, we wanted more things to present themselves than we saw, but that also, it was fine. I think the story they gave us was, was very well told. It was very well thought out. Even if they did have to make a few changes here and there because of the um, release order, uh, I still think that it was a, a fantastic show. Um, this is Red String Theories, and we are Grown A Geeks. Joining us today, we have Jeffrey. Jeffrey, say hello. What's up, people? Jeffrey was the fantastic host who handled most of our WandaVision episodes. He kept us on track and gave us a really oh, good setup for that. And you're so, so kind. You're so kind. <laughs> and he was he was he got the best tagline we had for our YouTube channel. So go ahead and give us that real quick. All right, guys, you know what to do. Before we get into it, what we need you to do is go ahead and smash that like button, smash that uh, subscribe button, and ring that notification bell so you can get fresh, piping hot, grown egg geek content coming straight to you, straight from the oven, as soon as we cook it up and put it out there for you. Yeah. Oh, All right, I, I need somebody to clip that <laughs> so I never have to do it again. I need to believe it at the end of that now. <laughs> believe it I, oh okay that's oh, it we have to use it now <laughs> I, I will i will figure out how to get that clipped um joining us as well was uh i'm not gonna he he got a nickname through wandavision but we're not gonna tag him with that he doesn't like it um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks jeff but uh joining us as well is brent brent is the host of our show gag on these balls part of the gag sports network he is the host there. He has uh, one of our other admins, Tony, is the co-host there, and they do a weekly sports podcast, and that is fantastic. But he is a budding geek and just fantastic with his research and knows knows his stuff when he gets on the show. Say hello to the folks, Brent. Hey, everybody. Be sure to check out the Gag Sports Network's new line of merch. We've got plenty of stuff. Be sure to check the back of the hoodies for a little surprise. We had a lot of fun creating those. <laughs> and a lot of good fun. stuff, a lot of good stuff that came out. And uh, I've got to place yet another order. Um, and lastly, the brainchild of this show, Red String Theories, the John Nash himself, our resident geek, our Marvel head, Will Parker. Will, say hello to the people. And tell them what we're doing today. What's up, everybody? All right. So this is Red String Theories. This is something that we decided to really put together during our course of talking about WandaVision. Um, I think more or less that this is just our interest 
you know, evolved. Let's put that. We're going to take everything that we've seen so far throughout the MCU. We're going to break stuff down. Let's put that. And we're going to just theorize where things could possibly go from this point on, what we want to see, how we want to see it. Let's put that. Things that we may not want to see. So it's more or less just, you know, a couple of guys and gals getting together, talking about whatever it is that we want to see you know, transpire from here. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I'm really excited to see what we come up with on this inaugural episode of Red String Theories. So, so with that being said, um, we already did our recaps on WandaVision and stuff like that. So if you haven't checked those out, be sure to go check those out. So that they're all on our YouTube page. And they're all on the various uh, podcast networks stuff that we have, you know, shown at the beginning of our video. So that's so definitely uh, check those out and do those recaps and then come back to this if you haven't already. Now for this, um, y'all gonna have to bear with me because I'm not one of those hosts like these other three gentlemen here with me. All right. I have no idea what I'm doing and I love to wing it. So that, so fuck it. Let's go. We're just going to see what, what happens. Um, first thing I want to talk about with you guys about that. I want to get your take on the characters. That's about that. I want to get your take on the primary characters and stuff going forward from here. So I want to hear everybody's thoughts about freaking, you know, where we're going to go with, like I said, with Wanda, Monica, Jimmy, Darcy, White Vision, and stuff like that. And even Agatha, like, you know, you know, sprinkling in where we're gonna go and stuff like that. There's no Mephisto. So we're not gonna talk about Mephisto and stuff like that, except in this the sentence right here. Since uh, <laughs> actually yeah, I think there's a proper yet. way. I, I do mm -hmm. think there's a proper way. So I'm not gonna say that we're not gonna talk about him. Just we're not gonna harp not in not in this I, section I where that. we're talking about that. people who actually showed up in the WandaVision series. Yes, that's and not people who on. and not people who have Funko Pop dolls that didn't make it to the shelves because <laughs> they were edited out of the series. Exactly. Come on, come on. All right. So um and the way things turned out stuff, we know that uh you know the whole pandemic had an effect on production and you know the structure and order of which the show was released. So at that uh we don't know exactly to what extent so that but we do know that some effects some things were changed uh last minute so again we can't really speculate on what could have been what we have is what we have so let's make do with it because i'm more than happy with the product that we have received thus far all right so uh you know what let's let's start with with jeff and stuff like that do you have anything to talk about with any of the characters going forward from this point on well i mean i think with wanda it's very clear, you know, it's been, we've said it on our shows and it's been, you know, very open that she is going to be in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Um, I think that there was like kind of some speculation about how she would leave the show and if she was going to leave, like if WandaVision was going to just end with her like being a complete villain, I think looking at the finale, you know, she leaves and she's kind of just like, uh, I'm going to go figure this out. And I think that's kind of where she and Doctor Strange will cross paths. But I'm not really sure if that's going to be in an adversarial state or if it's going to be kind of a, a like putting my arms around people. I would say with Doctor Strange, just because he is kind of a dick, <laughs> it probably will be at least adversarial at first. Because I could just imagine him coming in like, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know, you know, and she's kind of like, look, fam, you don't you don't want these problems. So 
with Wanda, I'm very curious as to just like what her and Dr. Strange's relationship is going to be just because that could go all the way left and be like really, really, really crazy. Dr. Strange is one of my uh, favorite movies to take my glaucoma medicine and watch again and again, just because it is super trippy. And I think that could be cool. Honestly, the character that I'm most excited about moving forward is Monica. Um, just like with the way that her story kind of closed and, you know, with the scroll showing up and, you know, I was a very big fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So the Kree have been like heavily involved, involved in that show as well. So if you haven't watched any of that, you know, the Kree are probably going to be showing up in future installments, probably through something like Eternals and and then even further than that, once we get like a Miss Marvel show and like the Inhumans start actually like kind of showing up in the MCU. So I'm very curious as to like kind of what Monica's role is going to be in this kind of potential Cree scroll secret invasion potential storyline, seeing what her and like Nick Fury's relationship is going to be like, because I'm just assuming that's who the scroll agent was talking about when she takes Monica into the movie theater. So uh, I don't really care about white vision. It's like, go do what you need to do and figure, you know, dig into your data and figure out who you really are. Hopefully you and Monica can find that, not Monica, you and Wanda can get that old thing back. Um, Darcy, you know, would love to see her again, show up in the MCU in a more prominent role. Same with Agent Wu. Definitely, you know, everybody's kind of been pitching this like kind of new quirky X-Files type vibe with those two. So that wouldn't be based on comics, but it would kind of be cool. You know, I, I've always been one of those people that has loved kind of like the B and C list characters in comics and kind of looking at the perspective of like the people who have to clean up the mess or the people who like don't necessarily have powers, which is why I liked Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so much. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all I care about from, from, from WandaVision, like kind of moving forward. Uh, yeah. Everything oh. coming next. Okay. I, yeah, I have a quick question though. Um, you mentioned the Cree. Do you think we will see the Cree surface more in Captain Marvel two, where we know Monica Rambeau has a prominent role or do you think they've already touched on all the Cree scroll story they're going to do i don't think they've even started yet honestly i think so this is kind of what i think i have i've been suspicious of hayward since the beginning so i think that they're you know with with us finding out that nick like nick fury has been has been like a, a scroll and all these different people i feel like Secret Invasion is kind of already here with the scrolls. I think Monica's story is going to be more of a like ethical one of like, should you be, should we be like replacing people and doing all this stuff? I don't think we're really going to get like the Kree scroll showdown until after like Miss Marvel. I think they're going to set it up with like the scrolls and giving us more information on that, especially in Captain Marvel. I think we're going to get more info on like the Cree, probably in something like Eternals, just because that movie is going to be kind of about celestial beings who've been on Earth helping 
stuff like advance and it's kind of this crazy like kind of cosmic story um the creed like story of celestials creating the eternals and the deviants exactly and i think you know as of right now all we've seen of the creed is like ronin the conqueror and so they've been planting the seeds a little bit here and there maybe they show up in whatever the next guardians movie is but i think they're gonna have to kind of like establish those two societies separately before they like smash them together in the mcu because like what they did on agents of shield it's kind of like if you know what the kree are you know what it's leading up to but if you didn't watch agents of shield which most people (laughs) did not even though they in my opinion they should have i get why they stopped but you kind of have to like establish like a little bit more like in the actual like MCU that people feel like are connected to the MCU and not kind of just the fringe stuff. So they'll probably take what they felt like worked from Agents of Shield, plug it into like M- and plug it into the MCU, fill it out a little bit more, and then marry it together. Well, if they don't canonically tie Agents of Shield into the MCU, then they would have to do a complete reestablishing of the Cree in yeah. the MCU and having it kind of already well established from agents of shield saves them a little bit of time, but that now gives all the viewers homework to do in order to be up to speed coming in. And we've often discussed how everything should be self-contained in a movie. So if I have to watch this, the only thing I should get when I watch the movie are the Easter eggs or that little, you know, fan nod or that little fan service to be like, oh, man, oh, they did that, you know, something like that. Yeah. But if, if my knowledge or my understanding has to be established here and then it doesn't translate if I didn't watch it, that that's a missed opportunity. So I definitely think that we'll get we'll get some separate Cree stuff. And I'm, I'm with you there. I like that. And I think and I, and I think just like going back to Miss Marvel, I think that's really where you're going to get like that because she learns kind of like the history of like inhumans and how the terra genesis worked and was kind of like implanted in their dna by the kree to like kind of make these like super soldier um weapons and stuff so yeah i think it's going to be kind of a combination of different things but built on kind of that backbone established by in in uh agents of shield at least from my perspective all right, well, definitely want to see where it's going to go from there. I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is definitely something that everyone should watch uh, to kind of fill in a couple of those gaps and stuff like that because we got references to stuff that we've seen in the show uh, already again. And that brings up a- another question that I'm going to get to later about the Darkhold. But uh, Brent, I want you to tell me some stuff about what you're, you're interested in seeing, whether it be, we've already mentioned the movies, we've mentioned the shows, stuff like that, or characters specifically. So what do you want to kind of see from these characters going forward? Well, as you were mentioning the Darkhold, I was kind of curious because that was touched upon in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Not to get too spoiler heavy on that. I know you want to talk about that later, but how that goes from where it's at at the end of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. jumping to where it's at with Agatha and all that, that's going to be super interesting how they get everything immersed there. But as far as characters go, I think Dr. Darcy will show up again, probably Thor, Love and Thunder, if I had to guess. After her kind of show up and be like, oh, hey, oh, Jane, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden, Jane's, you know, this absolute badass warrior chick. And just, huh, well, 
I guess this is the thing. And then it'd be kind of cool if Wu got his own spinoff. I've been digging the whole X-File vibe thing that you got going on there. I feel like if they were to reintroduce him into a movie, I feel like Ant-Man, again, would be another safe bet. Just have him retouch base with everyone for Quantumania and see where things go from there. Because, I mean, that's where he got his start, having him just kind of touch back in is kind of something Marvel usually does every couple of years. I'll introduce a minor character, put him with a main hero, and then every so often just pop up along with the main hero along that story. So that would be really interesting to see. There's a lot of um, interesting characters that they actually made us care a lot about, but I have to agree with Jeff on the whole white vision. Um, I'm just, I'm not all that emotionally connected to said character. And I know that's probably how they'll be able to bring vision back because if you know the comics you know exactly how that story goes about but at the same time marvel for their cinematic universe at least has always thrown a nice curveball there they'll give you the nod every once in a while be like hey here's your fan service but every once in a while they'll just kind of you know give you the bird be like hey we know what the comics did we're not like, doing we don't that. care what you want yeah. well that's one of the best things about it it's like when they when they don't they want to tell their story and that's the that's the biggest thing I love about it. Like again, I've said this before. I don't want to hear the same story twice. I want you to change it up. I want you to take it a different direction. So throw me that curveball and let's see where it goes. So that so that's all really fun. I think I think everybody's pretty much on the same page about White Vision so far. It's kind of like yeah, he's there, but we'll see what happens with him. All right, Sam, hit me. I know you got some stuff to talk about. So that so what about these characters? What about these these movies, TV shows? You sure you don't want me to just like chime in when I see something? Cause I, I got a whole I'm, ball of yarn over here, man. We ain't got time to unravel all my stuff. All right, freaking give, give me a little something, and then I, I want your chime-ins here and there, so that, to let me know when, when you got something to attach to it. Um. Okay. Uh, the biggest thing for me is going to be the Eternals. Um, with that movie coming out. As we were watching through WandaVision, of course, you know, my Evan Peters theory did not hold up for that to be the Fox universe, Quicksilver, and, you know, my feelings were hurt, and I really wanted that to play more into bringing the mutants in. Um, I understand that they've recently acquired, so, yeah, they don't, they don't have a whole story written for X-Men already. I, I get Kevin, that. Kevin Feige already said it's probably not going to be till like 2025. Right. I, I get Slow that. burn. And they already so, know you want it, so they can take their time with it. And so that is why I am now leaning towards Eternals as that being the next and I guess earliest opportunity for them to plant some seeds regarding um, how they would get to mutants and how they would show the mutant gene the x gene um and it could be just the smallest little things i mean we the whole the whole show is called red string theory so wanda had her powers before the stone and the stone unlocked her true potential kind of thing so then that leads of course the possibility that mutants have been there this whole time and maybe it was just you know the numbers were small because obviously the number of witches that are around is very small. There's not a lot of them, but there are some. So if we present mutants as the same thing, being a very small number, but that number increased as a result of the CMBRs hitting the planet twice, 
that could be potentially unlocking the X gene. And now those powers are able to manifest a little quicker. And I think the Eternals will give us a little bit of um, foresight into where that comes from or how that's possible and could start us on that path. So that's one of the biggest things I'm looking for. Uh, to touch on a few of the points here, S.W.O.R.D. has been around um, in my vast research today. I, I spent a lot of time digging back on all my theories. S.W.O.R.D.'s actually been around probably as long or, well, not quite as long as S.H.I.E.L.D., but they've been established at least the first mention of S.W.O.R.D. is in a deleted scene in Thor with Dr. Eric Selvig. 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 Um, there is a deleted scene where they are trying to track Thor and they are using information provided by both shield and sword. So that's the first time that we hear the word sword, but since they did not use that ending and even the post credit scene ended up being something different, technically we can't, we can't use that iteration. The best we can go with is the timeline following captain Marvel and uh, Maria Rambeau's decision to assist Nick Fury at that time. So it is very possible that someone like Hayward could in fact be incorporated to the Kree or to the Skrulls and could be a member of the Skrulls that are not interested in everything we do. Because honestly, if you think about it, if the scrolls have invaded sword the way they did, or if they invaded shield the way that they did, and now they're incorporating themselves into sword, they get over and take, take control of that type of technology. It puts a new twist on Hayward really trying to get his hands on vision. And when you look at it from that angle, now we're talking about a different story. Um, white vision is probably headed to Wakanda to see if there is any additional information that Shuri may have had so he can be a real boy again. He can be complete. Um, I, I got a whole list of stuff here, so let's well, move away. I mean, from me. I like, I like, your, <laughs> I like, your, I like your take on Hayward just because the, the, the bottom line is like one, like I, I kind of look at Hayward and I'm thinking, you know, yeah, he's going to jail. But I think he was still doing exactly what Sword, the agency, like wanted him to do. So he's just going to take the fall for it. And I think a lot of times, you know, you watch these movies and it's like the head guy goes down and we think, oh, the next guy's going to come in to clean up the organization. But it's like, no, the next guy's going to come in and do exactly what the first guy was doing because the first guy was actually doing what the company wanted them to do. Um, I think, you know, with especially with like, you know, the Sokovia Accords and kind of the emphasis on getting control of all these like pow powered beings and people, sentient life forms and all that kind of stuff. And kind of the earth being, you know, on the map, it's almost like in Star Trek when you, you master warp speed and now you you're eligible to enter the Federation. Right. But then like, there's all these worlds out there, you know, there's like the Klingons and the Romulans and all these places that have had this technology for like thousands and thousands of years that have been fighting wars that we don't even understand. And it's converging on our planet now because we're just like 
a part of it. And I think a lot of that is kind of what's happening like in the MCU right now. It's like Earth had its own little bubble, but now we're on the we're on the cosmic map. We're on the intergalactic map. And so it makes sense that, you know, the scrolls would be kind of in this situation where, you know, they're they're in an arms race with the Cree. The Crees, the Crees um solution to that arms race was to basically mess with human DNA and hide code in the DNA that can make people inhumans, which gives you superpowers. On the other hand, I think the scrolls are looking at it like, well, we can invade the planet, copy people's memories and powers, but then if we can have, if we can infiltrate like government institutions, like I'm sure they're looking at what happened with Hydra and Shield and saying like, if you can infiltrate a government institution, that's the best way to gain control over stuff because it's, we're not in like kings and queens of armies and empires, you know, it's all about these sovereign nations and how can you, how can you, how do you control the most powerful weapons of those sovereign nations? Well, it used to be being the army, being the Marines, being the Navy. Now it's shield, sword, and like, you know, even with sword, it's like sentient weapon to me, that's not just robots and vision and all that stuff. That's also Wanda and Doctor Strange and, you Captain know, Marvel, Captain Monica. Marvel, all these other people out there too, where when something bad happens, we got to call on them. It goes, I mean, I think the underlying sentiment is something that, you know, is from the DC universe when the army dude is talking to Superman and they're just like, well, how do we, basically it's like, how do we know he's on our side? And he's like, he is, but it's kind of like the Lex Luthor mindset of like, but what happens if he decides not to be on our side? What happens when and, he's not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Contingency plans and stuff like that. So it makes a lot of sense because we've already seen, uh, you know, all this stuff boil into a head with like Guardians of the Galaxy. You saw, you know, the Creed, the Nova Corps, everything's interacting. So there's a lot of different, you know, big forces out there that, you know, seem to be, you know, colliding in different ways and stuff like that. So it's not like a one-on-one battle. It's not Kree versus Scroll. Like there's so much more than that. So it's bringing all the different worlds together. And this is where we're getting out of the safety net of, you know, like with the Avengers and stuff, we're grounded on earth and, you know, maybe something's coming here. Like now we're going yep. to that. Now it's the whole purpose of S.W.O.R.D. It's like, we're taking the fight to them to figure out what's going on. And this is, you know, again, you know, and we haven't even and we haven't even thought about something like Adam Warlock, which was teased oh. at the end of Guardians 2. Adam you Warlock know I mean? was teased. Nova freaking his Nova's yep. references were in there and stuff like that. So it, it's all a setup and stuff like that as to how far they can really go. All right. We know that, you know, when characters are doing well and stuff like that, and they'll move them off to the side or save them for something later. So like that we know Ronan's still floating around. He's looking at, you know, Captain Marvel like. I got to come back for you. Like there's, there's more going, you know, with it. So that, so we're going to get these gaps filled in and see where it's going to go. And now even with, you know, exploring more of our world and stuff like that. Now we also got to look into where Dr. Strange is going. And this is the multiverse. Now we've already got a taste of the multiverse, you know, looking at, you know, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. We got a taste of how multiverses work and stuff like that. And I granted this wasn't a Marvel specific project. This was a Sony project and it did very well with that but it just gives you a taste of how things are going to go so now going into the multiverse and i'm gonna start with you brent what do you expect to see as far as how multiverse is going to work 
multiverse is incredibly complex and super difficult, I think, to pull off successfully. I mean, even looking at just trying to write certain comics, certain companies have had great success writing multiverses with the certain characters. Certain other companies have done better than others. There's just been a lot of trying to get things set in place. But I think Marvel cinematically has done a good job of setting up to where every piece is tediously and as carefully placed as possible. So, I mean, even with like WandaVision, they were placing characters within the show, like Wiccan and Speed, like kind of like we were basically beta testing for them, like how we would react, how much we wanted to see the Young Avengers. They were just kind of slow feeding us. And then all of a sudden just yank, took it right back. I was like, all right, they want this. All right, Young Avengers, all right, we we can work with this. And then like basically the whole time throughout WandaVision, we were screaming for the character who we're not supposed to talk about. But they Marvel all but said it was like, yeah, I mean, we had plans, but at the same talk time, about him. like we changed it. I didn't talk about him without mentioning talk about him. So I'm just, that red string out. And, take and take we, that picture out of the garbage can and put it back on the board. He's not my red string character, but I'm saying that but that's what Marvel had in mind. I was stuck oh. on the Cathan thing. But yeah, I'm I've had it, Sam. No, no, no. Honestly, in in fairness and, and to that point, it's just it's the I've read a couple of things that said that technically they were never going to give us a big bad in the show. But when you look at the original release schedule, when you look at the calendar for this phase of Marvel, when it all, you know, like you go back some months pre-COVID, we'll say, you know, we were supposed to get Black Widow in May. Eternals was going to be that fall. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was going to be that fall. Shang-Chi was going to be in February. And then we were going to have WandaVision in the spring. So we would technically have gotten WandaVision right around the same time. Then following WandaVision, we would have gotten Loki and we would have had Doctor Strange by May. So we don't know exactly what would have come up. So while we were earlier, we were kind of joking that, you know, we're not going to get anything out of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We're probably not going to get anything out of Black Widow. We have no idea what tie-ins we were going to get, you know, and it's like in that in that regard, it's it's it could have been seeds that were getting planted that would have gotten watered by the time we got around to WandaVision. Because if nothing else, just from the trailers, we've already seen the time various authority, the TVA and the TVA, of course, is one of those things that ties into the nexus being and, you know, Marvel talks about Nexus being, but like when you really go and you try to find something on Nexus beings outside of a definition of what the character is, there's not a whole lot of mention in the comics as far as what they do. Um, We know that they anchor that reality and that's about it. Um, But the bigger, the bigger part of it is if we have just going by WandaVision, Loki and Dr. Strange, boom, boom, boom. They absolutely could have introduced a character like Nightmare. Brent, if I'm not mistaken, you were pointing out. um, Of course, I go back and I listen to our videos and stuff like that. I was I was re-listening to the theories video just so when we were on today's, I would have some, you know, some refreshers. Uh, Brent, if I'm not mistaken, I think you were saying that uh, in the original Doctor Strange 
movie, the director of Doctor Strange originally wanted to use Nightmare. That was his guy. That was his choice. That's who he wanted. Kind of like how James Gunn, touching on the Adam Warlock point, wanted to introduce him, but he didn't find a way of naturally doing it. If he knew that he was going to have this show on Disney Plus and then have his movie right behind it and the two were going to be connected, he absolutely could have been preparing for everything to lead towards Nightmare. Because I don't care what a director says, I've stuck with Marvel for a little bit and I see what they do. These Easter eggs, they're there for a reason. And the biggest problem WandaVision has right now is they're guilty of Chekhov's gun violation so many times. It's one thing to present information and if we fill in those blanks in our own heads, if we pull our own red strings and it doesn't pan out, okay, that's fine. But when they give us certain references and they do certain things, it's for a reason. And if that doesn't pan out, then it falls on them. And that goes to where we talked and that goes back to the schedule. Cause we talked, you know, I was mentioning how they had the rewrites and we were supposed to have a lot of other stuff come out before we got to WandaVision. So the fact that WandaVision is the first thing we got, there's no way they didn't change the direction of some things. There's no way they didn't change how they were going to present it because as it stands right now, we're talking a year before we see Wanda again in Doctor Strange. And for those of you who are more like casual, Chekhov's gun, the rule is if I show you a gun in scene one, by the end of the play, the gun must in fact go off at some point in time. Now, with all of these references and stuff like that, yeah, I definitely think that they're, they're, they're stringing us along and stuff like that. Uh, I do believe Marvel's going to give us a payout at some point and stuff like that. Just the, in the manner of what the payout is, is the question again, like with Quicksilver and stuff like that. We're looking for it. We're looking for the X-Men and stuff like that. They gave us a payout for a minute, albeit brief, because we saw him. Then they took it away because, again, it was under false pretenses. So it was like, well, yeah, I think that's the thing with Chekhov's. But that's the thing with Chekhov's gun. It's like the rule is the gun got to go off, but you can't be mad that the gun, the bullet didn't hit the person that you wanted. Exactly. I feel like we got Joker gagged at the same time. I'm good with that. I I think in Wandavision it is a thing of like the gun went off, but the person you wanted to get shot didn't get shot, and so it's like. It's like, oh, well, you expect somebody to die and then, you know, or even the gun jammed. You know what I mean? That's it's like you can be mad at that, but that's a thing that happens. And that's a and I'm like I'm, I accept Ralph Boner. You know what I'm saying? Like I accept the character. We did put a spoiler warning at the beginning of this, right? <laughs> but I, I mean I accept the, character. the whole yes. purpose of the show is spoilers, so they should be fine. But I accept the character of Ralph Boner. Simply because if you if you tied up all the loose ends by the end of the show, even if it's not a happy ending, as long as you have resolution for everything you presented. Fine. Um, White vision flying off the the that doesn't create a loophole, in my opinion, that is just a cliffhanger that leads into something different. That's not the same as you not telling me that Ralph was just Ralph. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm okay with stuff like that. The things where the rabbit, 
you don't right. feed a rabbit a cicada and be okay with that. Like that's not normal. And the fact yeah, that but they it's put also- so much emphasis on that rabbit throughout the series. And the well, director, he has like two episodes. Has, I mean, it's not like no, but I think, well, well, but I think also we <laughs> covered it. Witches have familiars, that's normal. So, like Salem the cat on Sabrina, right? If you, you know, so her having a rabbit is fine for like you know her character as a witch, even if it doesn't turn into the demon or whoever we think that it was gonna be or who no, we that it was it confirmed, to be. but also say it right, that also, was confirmed. By the director. Yeah, okay. That was confirmed by the director that it was going to be that at some point Validation. in the show. And, but see, and that's, but, and that's the only but, point I make. But, but this is also not a self-contained show where the end of this show is the end of like all of this. Whereas like at a play, there's no checkoff cinematic universe where you go into a Broadway, this Broadway play one night, and then the thing that happened in this Broadway play is going to connect to the next Broadway play that you see. WandaVision is self-contained to a degree, but it's also part of a larger established universe. So I think in terms of like Rabbit, I get it because now we have the information that the director said this Rabbit was eventually going to be this and that and whoop de whoop But changing that, with the and that and if that information doesn't come out, I don't think it like affects the overall story. It's just like we just know that now, and we're like, dang, I wish that could have had. That would have been real nice if that if that came through. Look, I'm not even worried about it. Like I don't give a flying <laughs> fuck that the rabbit didn't change anything. All right, it simply comes as this with that you're telling the story. All of this and it, it goes back to the beginning, back to freaking. You know the Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, where all the stuff kicked off. This is not freaking a self-contained story. Just hey, all of this is chaining throughout all the events and stuff. Lead up. This is a, a a huge story that's being told over a series of chapters, acts, whatever the case may be. This is not ending. I guarantee you, there, there's still going to be callbacks all the way through from the stuff that we've seen in the first set of Avengers with that to you know whenever this thing decides to end at whatever points with that. So anybody who gets we gonna see we gonna see Agnes again. Yeah, we're gonna see that rabbit and that rabbit. We're gonna see more though. We're gonna see like we're gonna see stuff that was left off and stuff like that go somewhere. We saw Adam Warlock being you know done with that. We're gonna see Adam Warlock at some point. I'm confident of that. With that, as to where, you know, and they could put it as much as oh here's Adam Warlock, here's this thing, but you know an Eternal decided to step on him and crush him. That's it. Adam Warlock's done. We're not going to actually have him appear on screen. Whatever. It, it, saw, it was a resolution. It may not be the one we wanted, but it's something that happened. The character was introduced. The character is moved on from this point on. It's fine. We'll be okay. So, that. so the main thing that I want people to understand with that is with all this speculation, all this fun we're having with that, this shit can go left at any point in time. At and any I'm point. completely it okay is, with it is that. Primarily, it is nothing more than the enjoyment, <clears throat> the thrill of the chase. That's yeah. that's really all it is, the it thrill is. of the chase. And if things don't go the way you want them to, like if they don't necessarily go the way I want them to, it's, it's fine. You have to be willing to accept what you're shown for, and I don't want to use the phrase for what it is. Uh, you have to be willing to accept what you're shown and accept the story that is being told, not the story you think should be told, 
not the story mm-hmm. you want to be told. But, right. you know, take time to acknowledge what's presented and allow that to shape the narrative. And anytime you can connect one of these red strings, great. That is that is that's just that's fantastic. It's confirmation. It makes you feel good because I don't care what anybody says. When they finally said uh, Agnes's name was Agatha, I was like victory lap right there. I mean, granted, that was a no brainer, but it was still a victory lap to hear it, to see it. That's how I felt when it was like Ralph is a nobody. Yeah, (laughs) this dude is not actually. Pietro, he's not a person from another universe. All this, uh, you know, I mean, I did have some theories that was just like somebody peered into another universe and all that other stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it could have just been like casting to fuck with us. And I'm fine with that, too. I I'm one of those people where I have that kind of sense of humor where I'm like, I'll accept that. I can appreciate uh, as a fan. I can appreciate that. I'll, I'll take my L's on my fist though. Like it, it is what it is. With that. And I'm not, I'm not mad about it. And that's why I was like, I love poking fun at it. Cause I'm poking fun at myself and what I'm having fun with it. Because if, if everybody here played, you know, punch out, you know, you know, you got to fight Mike Tyson. How many times did you get your ass whipped by Mike Tyson? So that before you finally got that win and you was good with that one, I don't care how many times I took that. One L, victory was all it took so to that, be able to say yeah, you did one it. victory and it got yeah. done. So I don't care what, where you get your victory and stuff like that. Take it and run with it. So it's okay. That Mephisto fun pop will come out eventually. And I'm gonna get it. I'm get it. I'm gonna mail you one. And even right? <laughs> and see, and that's one of those things. Like just because we're still, it's so hard because it's it's that connection that we had. Sorry, you all mentioned that. The uh, <laughs> the connection. Senior clicky over there, right? Because y'all know my ADD act up. But um, the connection that we have. A lot of times these red strings come from the comics and with the comics being the source material, having read those comics, or even if you go and read them now, you can read them after the fact. That's fine. It's, you know, whenever you choose to read it, it's acceptable. Just know that in some cases, what you see in the comics is not what you're seeing on the screen. The MCU is not a direct page for page panel for panel comic adaptation they take the premise they take portions of the storyline they take the parts that they want to and adapt that to the screen and i think the best the simplest example for anybody who doesn't understand the difference is if you take um the comic arch if you take the comic arc of civil war and compare that to the movie Captain America Civil War, having 10 folks fight at the airport versus a like yeah. 1500 to 1500 battle in the streets. Husbands versus wives. Like it's not the same. Out. It's not the same. But the MCU was still able to capture the energy and the spirit of why they were fighting. And the Sokovia Accords are very similar to the superhero, uh, the superhero registration act and just in premise of what they do and what they mean. And so that's where a lot of the red strings that came up on this show come from. And as long as you're able to keep that separation mentally between what you know versus what you see, you're able to better appreciate what's shown on screen and kudos to Marvel and WandaVision despite 
my red strings and what I know to be, they did a great job of what they presented on screen. And one little add-on I want to say, though, is Westview, in my mind, is already basically ground zero for mutants. This is where people's distrust, people's fear, people's dislike of mutants is going to start. And Because Wanda literally just took a whole town, bent it to her will, corrupted their minds, and caused severe damage to these people to the point that they... Like, if she didn't have powers at the end of WandaVision, she wouldn't have made it out of town. Just call it what it was. She was getting ready to try it anyway. <laughs> like, she was going to get beaten in the streets. So they for that kind it. of fear, hate, and resent to just be for one person who let a, who is a mutant, just call it what it is, there's a lot of stuff to play with there as far as how this will factor into that 2025 timetable that you were talking about. Well, and there's also, like, there's also like enough established in the MCU on its own, right? Like Wanda in Sokovia and the blip and Wanda in Lagos and, you know, the battle of New York city, where, you know, if you look at it, they was doing a lot of damage too. So, you know, shield and being infiltrated by Hydra and the helicarriers and all that stuff. Like it's getting to the point where it's, it's not paying to be a hero. Yeah. And it's it's getting to the point where you do start thinking about, you know, how a group like Friends of Humanity gets started where, you know, I mean, ain't going to get political and do all that. But, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that interesting you bring that up with Falcon and Winter Soldier, because the uh, the people who are the main villains yeah, they they kind of have they got a big friends of humanity vibe to them. So you know, a lot of tiki torches, and, and they whatnot. seem to be quite powered, despite <laughs> yeah. looking very human. Yeah, could that be? There it is, right there. Mutants yeah. confirmed. I'm trying to. Tell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I wanted to get into was like I know we had a conversation before about. I, I think we've had com- we've had conversations about young Avengers slash all new, all different Avengers and on different shows. And I think, you know, when when we saw Wiccan and Speed, we were like, oh, yeah, here comes young Avengers. And then on top of that, you know, they've already cast and confirmed that America Chavez is supposed to be in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So we got that establishment for like Young Avengers, although now Speed and Wiccan are no more <laughs> in terms of the MCU because they were just figments of Wanda's heart magic. And but, you know, we are still supposed to be getting America Chavez. Um, on the other hand, we are getting also Riri Williams that she's been cast already. Ironheart. We have uh, reference to Miles Morales in Spider-Man universe with Donald Glover being Prowler. the Prowler and talking about his nephew. And then we also have Miss Marvel coming soon. Um, I'm kind of curious how they're going to, what they're going to do with kind of like this next generation. Like are, gonna, are they going to do the like Marvel rising thing? Are they going to kind of merge the young Avengers with all new, all different Avengers. Cause we know that that team consists of Cap, Sam Wilson, uh, Jane Austen, not Jane Austen, Jane, uh, Foster, 
Jane Foster Thor. <laughs> um, Nova, which we already said that we're alluding to. So the only ones, the only one that hasn't been cast is Miles. Because everybody else has either been cast or on screen. Who do we want as Miles Morales is the real question. If you're going to do some fan I casting. I think that's Miles. Oh. Yes. Miles. <laughs> yeah. Just yes. I mean, just I'm, on nah, screen. Nah, 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 nah. I'm not just taking anybody. Because they did the whole Andrew Garfield thing, and was, but, you know, but you can get has it wrong. Marvel failed in their casting? No, Marvel's not failed in their casting. There's a so, first time for everything, though. There is. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think Miles is the character they going they gonna drop the ball on. Because it just depends. It depends on. It depends on kind of like how they try to establish the relationship between. Like, are they gonna kill Tom Holland? No, I don't think he's we'll got one movie left on his deal. So that's look it. at the titles and stuff like that. Look at how everything's going and stuff like that. Because keep in mind, oh, side note, Young Avengers with that, uh, Margaret Cho, which Amadeus Cho, and stuff like that, was also referenced. Yep. He wasn't yep. cash yet, but he is referenced, so that's a possibility. But the title is No Way Home, and stuff like that. And then you got Multiverse of Madness if all this stuff is kind of clashing together. But that I wouldn't be surprised if they they could bring in a Miles Morales, and he has No Way Home. He's in this universe, and you could have, you know, two Spider Men necessarily working side by side for right. if they a introduce of time. Miles Morales so in this that, next hey, Spider Man movie. What? It's possible. I'm looking what? for a multiverse Sinister Six right now. I so mean, that's that. already that's that is almost clear just in the almost. villain, like, <laughs> right? See, because y'all y'all know how I get like, oh, who do they have cast? Oh, well, yeah. but that they, right there confirms X Y Z. But Aren't they only get, missing like don't one get, character from the Sinister Six? Isn't it? Don't get Fiatro. Right, right. And that's so this time I'm Don't just see, out. oh, Jamie Foxx has been cast. Well, yeah, clearly he's Electro. He's gonna bring but it's like but he might be somebody that. else. Yeah, he could be. In my opinion, he deserves better. <laughs> he's my favorite actor though, so that's why I'm like heavy on. Yeah. Nah, he, but was, I, he was good. In terms of casting, it just depends on when they're gonna like put Miles in the movie and when they want him to start because homeboy from uh Stranger Things would probably be like in my top three picks. But then also I do feel like it would be important to pick someone with kind of some Afro-Latino heritage to be authentic to that. Like Miles speaks Spanish in the comics and he speaks Spanish in you know, I, I don't want I don't want that to be like sacrifice. And I definitely don't want to read all the think pieces about like Miles Morales's like Hispanic heritage is being erased by casting just, you know, I, I don't I don't want to do that. I, and I think I trust Marvel to get it right. You know, the, the girl that they're casting for America Chavez is like really really good actress unfortunately i do not know how to say her name because she has a very indigenous um mexican name so if there's anybody out there who knows how to pronounce it send me a, a google voice note or something it's x-o-c-h-i-t-l gomez but she was in the netflix babysitters club series she was my favorite character she played don um yes i watch a lot of like teenage soap opery girly stuff as well as my superhero stuff so hey good tv yeah. is good tv it's all good it, it, it you know because i was all I over agree. gossip girl that was my show <laughs> <laughs> and, and i think we've had a couple of conversations about riverdale yeah yeah you know, for i sure. grew up on dawson's creek so yeah exactly it's all good 
Yeah, but yeah, I Gomez, think you know. I, I'm not gonna try it. Normally, exactly. Normally, I'm pretty exactly. good. Exactly. We will polite. We will respectfully say Miss Gomez. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's good stuff that they, they're getting a lot of these castings and stuff right. That's so that they're they're making us you know feel like they're doing the work to to bring the characters to life in the way that we see them, and then taking their you know their own take on the story. So. Uh, everybody's casting has been on par thus far. Uh, let's, again, see if they keep the train rolling with Miles Morales. That. All right. Um, one thing that I really want to know from you guys is with that we know that we got Captain Marvel 2, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness on the horizon. These are the two big movies that are kind of leading the way into um, the next, you know, section of the MCU. So with that, what do you guys expect to see from these movies like just give me like one really solid thing you expect to see from these movies so at that and let me also throw out their fantastic four because fantastic four was confirmed where i don't know how everything's going to tie in to this specifically but again i'm not trying to stay which oh, is fantastic four is going to establish reed richards as an aerospace engineer <laughs> <laughs> you're just so mad about that um, oh, yeah, I, was mad, sitting there just I was a little heated and you know what honestly hot. i wasn't even mad that it wasn't reed richards I was just mad that the emphasis there was no, literally placed, no payoff. Right, that the emphasis placed on the aerospace engineer, the emphasis placed on that scene didn't pan out. That's I, I think it was still left. It's still left open, so it still could be right, him. Right, we agree that just, the the officer it, who showed up was not in fact the aerospace engineer. Yeah, if she brought it. It's built to your specifications. Okay, it means you didn't build it. The engineer built it. Who is X Y Z back in a lab somewhere? Right, or already in space. Yeah possibly lost in space. you know because yeah. obviously that shielding didn't work so other shielding may not work when somebody else is somewhere and here we are fantastic four so, i think uh, i i think on your question about like future projects and stuff i'm really it's hard i think it's going to be hard for me to really like make a ton of predictions until we watch loki because I think that what Loki is going to do, like, you know, the premise of Loki is like the Loki that stole the Tesseract and disappeared in Endgame is this Loki, not the Loki who, like, died in, in Yeah, he's, he's not Infinity on MCU timeline. Yes. He's a different yes. He's basically the, the Loki from the beginning of the MCU timeline. And he's I the think pre-character that, development Loki. Exactly. And I think that I think that I think that they're going to use this show to establish what the multiverse looks like in Marvel. Like, it seems like it's more of a function. Is it going to be just like true parallel existences? Is it like a function of time and different things happening? And then this timeline splitting off based on like decisions. I think once I really understand how the multiverse works, I'll be able to like make bigger predictions about the overall um, kind of direction because we're definitely going cosmic. We're definitely going magical. But if the if the multiverse doesn't work the way that I think it could work, it kind of you know like y'all know me. I'm I'm Scully. So 
don't, I don't, my, my string is like, I give you like this much string to play with. Everybody else, they, they, they just the undo whole it. Barnet, Barnet. I don't care. Exactly. They doing the whole yarn. I'm like, mm, I'm going to give you this little bit and I'm going to undo just a little bit. But, uh, so I think I'm excited about Loki for sure. I mean, I'm excited about Falcon and Warner Soldier because I think that's just going to be a good, like, beat em up show. And I enjoy stuff like that. Like, I like Lethal Weapon. I like Falcon and Winter Soldier's chemistry with each other. I definitely want to see, you know, Agent Carter, like, beat some ass because I think she's dope, too. And she deserves a little bit better than what she's gotten in the movies so far. You know, she's supposed to have had bigger roles in movies before and they've been just, like, whittled down. But I think in terms of implications on the overall MCU, I'm looking at Loki because... We know how magic works. We've had WandaVision, we've had Doctor Strange, and we've seen like all that stuff. We know how the cosmic stuff kind of goes down because we got Captain Marvel, we got Guardians of the Galaxy, we're gonna have Eternals, and that'll explain even more of that. But I think the parallel universe thing will really help because it's gonna help with mutant predictions. It's gonna help with Young Avengers versus all new, all different, all this kind of stuff like that. And knowing how things like happen and can ripple. Cause once you establish a multiverse, kind of like an end game where a lot of people were mad cause they're like, well, time travel is like a cop out. Once you establish like a multiverse and you're jumping from universe to universe, you know, that also can, I don't want that to be like a cop out either. And I don't think it will be. And I don't necessarily agree with the people who said that end game was a cop out for using time travel. But I think that that is like kind of the bones of this next iteration of Marvel. It's like magic, cosmic, multiverse. And the multiverse is the thing that I don't really have the full understanding of how it functions in the MCU specifically for me to kind of like build predictions. I got you on that, but I don't think anybody who understands the Marvel Universe can like with calling it a cop out, it doesn't really make sense because I again, agree. the entire you know Marvel Comics is built on several multiverses, several different universes within their thing. A lot of people don't even realize, like, again, Nick Fury was, was white in one universe, he's black in another universe, stuff like that. It is what it is, stuff like that. So, this isn't like a one of those other standard movies that we watch where time travel is a cop out, so it actually completely makes sense for this. So Again, I completely agree with that and definitely want to see how they work that. But Brent, I want to hear from you. I'll definitely give kudos to Marvel in the sense that they're at least willing to tackle a multiverse because that in and of itself is extremely complex and trying to, well, just having the gall to put such financial aspects in something of that nature, it's crazy in of itself. But as far as answering your question, like where we want to see things play out, I don't really care about Marvel's first family like that. I'm not like a comic book head like you guys. I'm not like, oh, Fantastic Four, blah, 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 blah. But look, the way you bring up Doom to any comic book head, and they automatically just start gushing about how much they just love Victor Von Doom. He's the Darth Vader of Marvel. Everything that they do and everything that he does. I want a convincing villain. Because if you're not going to give me a big bad this phase, like Marvel said, and they've sucked true to form, so it's my fault for getting wrapped up in my own red string. 
but having a good big bad could make or break your universe because I just need someone I need to root against convincingly, but also whose logic is there to understand like why this person is the way that they are. Because like Thanos, he understood what he was about, but you never agreed with like how he went about things. I need that. I think that's. I think that's going to be Kang. Kang the Conqueror, especially with like how important I think the multiverse is going to be moving forward. I think. And I think just based on what we kind of understand about Marvel thus far, my guess is that the multiverse is going to be kind of like based on time travel. And it is going to be kind of a thing of like different decisions split off different like multiverses or whatever. And I think Kang is kind of like the perfect like big bad for that sort of uh, conflict to me. But yeah, I agree with you about like like that kind of that like Thanos like seeing little bits and pieces here and there and then ramping it up and he shows up as like, you know, kind of a real character in Guardians and you know, the way that they built Thanos, I I agree with you Brent that like more they got to they got to come hard with it. They did something with Thanos that I don't think they've done with a lot of villains. He walked into the jail cell and beat up the biggest baddest guy he could see. In the first yeah. first time we saw him, he walked in and two piece to Hulk. We had no choice but to respect Thanos yeah. after that moment. Yeah. Came a three piece and a soda. So I mean, Hulk ain't even want to come out. I mean, it's all the build up. So like, I enjoy having the big bad. So again, having the big bad is definitely you know a big part of the MCU and so like that. But I think the most important part, definitely, like you said, is that build up to the big bad. Like you gotta you gotta sprinkle it in. You gotta you know make us feel it and so like that because. I want to get to the point to where I feel the emotion about what's going on. I want to know, like, when Hulk got, you know, his ass whooped, it's like, okay, I felt that. That sucked. When Loki freaking had his exit, it's about that. Again, we saw his growth throughout the whole thing, and it's just like, you that felt that. felt sad. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You, you felt that, and it's just like, okay, like, for characters Can that we- were bad becoming good and, you know, all the kind of stuff, like, granted, it's a trope and stuff like that. But they did it in a way that made you understand because you had mm-hmm. enough of the story to know what's going on. It wasn't just like, oh, I made this one decision and now I flipped from here to here. Like, no, it was a progress. He still, we've seen Loki stab you know, him in the back several times throughout the course of the thing and still made it through. So, and the funny thing is, episode. even in that scene, we thought when he was giving up the test rack, like he was back, like he was flipping again, mm-hmm. only to see. Like right there in that second, he went for it, and it was like, yeah. okay, he didn't. Oh, he's. Okay. Can I ask? Can I ask you guys a question? Is based on what Brent was talking about with Fantastic Four, Doctor Doom. Like, I know everybody's excited. I know people love Fantastic Four. Never really been my thing. I understand the really weird on screen. I I understand and I understand the like reverence for Dr. Doom. I think that he's like super, super, you know, dope. He looks dope. His kind of motivations are dope. However, this is what I want to ask. With the way that Marvel has done things, do you feel like the window for Doom has kind of been missed in the MCU? And the reason I ask that is because I think that Dr. Doom in name is a character that like reg- like garner- should garner like a lot of respect, right? 
However, we haven't seen a lot of Marvel movies where the heroes are coming in and fighting the same bad guy multiple times. Usually, like, the hero fights the bad guy, the small, in terms of, like, hierarchy, Thanos being the big bad, whatever the bad is in your movie, whether they're working for Thanos' ultimate goal or some other separate thing, that is usually, like, wrapped up in that movie. If we see them again, it's like the trial or somebody like a Loki where they're playing both sides and all that stuff like that. I don't, I don't think that doom is on the level of a Thanos in, in what the MCU would be. And maybe that's just my lack of understanding um, about who he is fully. Cause I'm not that huge of a fan, but I feel like, you know, if we're going cosmic, multiverse like time travel all that stuff i feel like focusing on like thanos galactus like kang the conqueror like villains that have that scope you basically want elder god and above tier villains (laughs) exactly and 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 to me like the scope that doom is at would be more like a TV show across like 20 episodes villain, like a, a zoom on flash. You know what I mean? I feel like you can do them justice over a season, but honestly, I think to that point, the fantastic four as a whole would do better as a Disney plus series, as opposed to a 100% agree. Um, and that's, Them and, that's very simple. <laughs> and well, if nothing else, it'll give us a lot of the uh, X-Men animated series vibe. And that alone will allow for a lot of good and it gives us a chance to explore more characters and and the, okay so two things one I want to I want to touch on the uh, question will post first but I want to come back to that because that's a very good question Jeff uh, first off multiverse Rick and Morty versus back to the future um, time traveling in back to the future is shown as being one way um, and they cover that to a degree when they go into how the time travel is working in the time heist and in game. Um, basically it is like you were pointing out, Jeff, it is, it is a combination of methods and that's what was different for the first time. They are in fact, they're erasing the picture intentionally, but so long as they, put the item back they undo the changing of the picture back to the future has already has told us that if you go in the past and you change something the trajectory for that timeline is now altered and those things don't continue because you change something um as such they could not go back in time remove the time stone and then you know or remove any of the infinity stones and then go back because they change something it's going to be butterfly effect and when they get back to the present air quoting that present is no longer there because they change something biff gets the the sports almanac and when you come back to the present you know what i'm saying like now it's he's a millionaire and he's done this <laughs> everything is different so if they present time travel as a series of choices and how those things can change there. I feel like that's going to be very back to the future. 
and they would want to avoid that. If they go the route Rick and Morty, where there are an infinite number of universes and an infinite number of parallel worlds, you know, there could be, you know, um, Family Guy did Road to the Multiverse. Rick and Morty constantly talks about the multiverse and all the parallel, you know, they have like the Council of Ricks, which is no different than the Council of Reeds. You know, that's yeah. even where they kind of got that idea. Um, we've seen Into the Spider-Verse. And for those of you who, you know, watched a couple of the CW shows, they've talked about a whole multiverse. So I, I want to give fans a little bit more credit. in their- Sliders. <laughs> I want to give fans... I was actually talking about the CW. I wasn't even getting no, no, no. I know, but I was. I even went back. Sorry, I got to do it right. Sliders. See, there you go with Jerry (laughs) O'Connell. I'm with you. And so it's like, you know, I want to give fans a little bit more credit in their capacity to understand the concept of a multiverse, and I think that they will be able to catch on very quickly how that works and how it works in the MCU. But I can definitely agree with you, Jeff, that it is going to the way they show it and explain it is going to have a lot of bearing on what we can draw for future predictions as a result. Um, I could sit here and talk about it because, you know, one things that they could do based on comics and whatnot. But if they show their multiverse to be completely different, then none of that will matter because obviously they're going a different route. And. You know, the TVA is one of the groups that's coming up in Loki. So Loki's going to play a big part of that. And the entire job of the TVA is to watch and monitor people who mess with the timeline. Like they clearly need one of those in D.C. So Barry will stop jacking everything up. We'll have multiple flashpoints and just like, you know, one and done. But um, they need a a temporal prime directive like Star Trek. Right. (laughs) All right, so what are your thoughts on Doom? Um, as for Doom, I you know, very simply, Doom is not the villain that people that he's often made out to be. Doom is just like once he gets Latveria, he kind of calms down for a bit. He's not about world domination. He just wants to run his country. But he's always a part of different things and that brings people to his doorstep. And once you cross into his territory, that's on you. Like you you come to his house he has every right to defend himself to the fullest he might get a little extreme with that but uh yeah i mean i think if they if they decide to go fantastic four they've announced it i really hope given the success of wandavision and the red string prediction of the success of falcon and winter soldier um i hope that they consider that for fantastic four you know because even thinking about wandavision we had talked about and discussed that it changed the way we watch TV and we were able to get back into the reason we even have these theories is because we had to wait a whole week before we got the answer to some of these questions, or we had to wait two weeks until we got the answer to something. They showed us two scenes back. And when you have a large enough story to tell something like the fantastic four, I mean, if nothing else, the whole first season would just be about them getting their powers. It would establish who they are, how close Reed and Victor were. It would show the relationship between Sue and Johnny. It would show the relationship between Reed and uh, 
Ben Grimm, you know what I'm saying? And it would yeah. it would establish who these characters are and do what Marvel does so well, make us actually care. Because I like the Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't know who they were before this. I didn't I not never. I I think I might have heard the name Gamora a couple times, and I remember Drax the Destroyer, but only because his daughter's Moon Drake, and I ain't know nothing about Drax. But now I can tell you about Guardians of the Galaxy, and they've made me want to learn more and read more and understand better. And I'm I'm right there with y'all. Like Fantastic Four, mm, nah, Doom. <laughs> I'm more right. interested in Doom than I am because stretching doesn't look good on TV. Because even Elongated Man on CW, it's, it just yeah. looks silly. And, and they always give it like a silly ass sound effect and just right feels very like Power Rangers. They don't really use not. his powers <laughs> to the fullest of their capabilities. It's always let me make a big fist, let me pull my arm out real far and grab something. That's the extent. Which honestly, I'm very, very, very curious about how they're gonna do Miss Marvel. Yep, I was about to, I was going there with it. So yeah, <sighs> if they get Miss Marvel, if they if if they get Miss Marvel right, I'm not worried about Fantastic Four at all because well, it's basically almost the same shit. All right, well, this uh, I'll, I'll almost play with it. yeah, I'll play around with it. So I, again, I agree with y'all. I think Fantastic Four coming in as a movie. It's fine. It's like that. Give the introduction. It's like that. And then do like what you want. Take it to a TV show and let it go from there. It's like that. You can give the introduction because you can give their big production for, hey, this is the Fantastic Four. They're brought in. It's like that. Slide them to the side. We don't really need them as much. And you can run the whole Doom timeline there and stuff like that. Because again, Doom, I put I put him on the, the, the lower tier and stuff like that as far as what we've been up against so far. So completely agree with that sam wait till you meet lady lila and so like that if you ever get a chance to meet her and so like that you know it's rocket's girlfriend so if you like the gardens galaxy you know you know enjoy that um as far <laughs> as miss marvel and so like that because she has the embiggen and so like that i don't think hers will look as bad so that's why i say like it, it'll be a good foundation because she just kind of swells up either she gets big and so like that or she like you know does the big fist thing and stuff like that so it's not as much read he does all types of extra shit with it like he's twisting and turning underneath several things he goes into full parachute mode and all this other stuff that just kind of throws me for a loop so again almost more, more cartoony it probably would have been nicer if they did an animated like an animated version of it and you can kind of bring in the fantastic four a la incredibles something to that effect maybe i don't know just that's speculation at this point but Doom, yeah, we'll, we'll take him down. A- animated, it looks okay. Live action, yeah, it looks okay. I said it's nothing big, it's like that. So if they keep it somewhat not not necessarily cartoony, but the fact that Miss Marvel is a teenager and a fangirl, it makes more sense. They could, to have they could powers. do that, and it could if be the show okay. has a certain energy to it, and that that stretching it can be very stark energy. I don't, yeah, know. it could be yeah, stark. I haven't and it work. watched it, but I plan on it. But yeah, yeah it's yeah, actually so. really good. So, all right, freaking. So this 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 was pretty good. So if I like kind of where the conversation and stuff was going with this show, again, this is the inaugural episode of Red String Theories. So again, this is more or less us just kind of, you know, bullshitting around and seeing what we can come up with. And say uh, I like the the energy that we had here. So again, this is just a taste of what we're going to be doing from this point on. So if you guys definitely want to hear more, and so with that, we will be releasing episodes every so often and stuff like that. Uh, we're gonna try and figure out a time schedule. We're probably gonna do it maybe after every series finishes and stuff like that and kind of get some stuff going. 
So we'll we could do we could do a series finale in a midseason. Uh, this could actually replace just our spoiler talk, or not spoiler well, talk, but our theory video. Instead of doing like four or five episodes, doing yeah. a theory video, it'd be a red. Definitely video. need to do one after the Snyder cut comes out. A separate Snyder, separate red strings, DCEU. I don't even think there's anything to red string at that point. <laughs> I think we've already yeah. done that to death. But oh. I'll, I'll be happy. I'll be happy to do a review, and if there's anything to talk about in the review, that'll that'll be where it goes. But just check out our DC fandom stuff on YouTube or on Anchor if you want to just go into the red string theory pertaining to all things Justice League. Because if I have to hear the word Flashpoint one more time, I may shoot my brains out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. It is it is what it is and stuff on that. But you know, again, this is all all fun and stuff like that. So again, uh we're gonna definitely have you guys come back for more and stuff like that. We've got our QR codes up here that right that take us to various channels and stuff. So our Facebook page and our YouTube page. So with that, you definitely gotta, as Jeff would say, smash that like button. Make sure you yes. hit that subscribe button and make sure you ring that notification bell so you can get all of this piping hot chicken coming out freaking <laughs> right when it's ready to go. Full, fully um, cooked and yeah, no raw chicken here. Yep, yeah, we don't do none of that raw chicken here. So we want to make sure y'all get all this information, all this good stuff we got going. So I think that's going to be it for the show and stuff like that. Once again, we got Sam over here and stuff like that, who's been freaking, you know, handling all our technical stuff. We got freaking our creative freaking design guy that's just handling everything, Jeff, stuff like that. And then we've got freaking Brent, who is the master of all sports here, stuff like that. And you've got me, your host, Will. So I want to thank you guys for coming, tuning in, stuff like that. And we'll definitely catch you next time. All right. We're up. Thank you for listening to Grown Geeks on your preferred streaming service. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and YouTube, both under Grown Geeks.